1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South authorisation number TP slash 01005.
2: You're listening to Continental Grade Feed for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own.
0: Good morning. You're listening to Continental Tyres. AFL trade radio engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. Sarah Ollie and Josh Gablitch here with you on the trade feed for the next hour. Later in the show, the Lions' latest recruit, Jack Gunston, will join us. But this morning and for the entire hour, Josh, we are very lucky to have David Noble in the third banana chair.
1: Good morning, David. How are you going? Josh, Sarah, I'm good, thank you. Deadline day. Yes. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, in the second segment, unpacking a little bit of the mystery around deadline day, because we don't get to see much of what goes on behind the scenes. Some of the shots are great when you can see two clubs that have got a deal going on. (laughs) So for example, I think today we will see Sam Power and Dom Ambrosio heading into a room, but we won't know what's going on in that room. So I want you to sort of take us behind the curtains if you can. I'll try to.
0: I don't know about you guys. When I woke up this morning, I was just like, hallelujah, yeah. we've got here. Because it can be a bit of a, a slog at times. But yep. this is when, deadline day, David, things really ramp up because there's still so many deals that need to be done.
2: Yeah. You're, you're right, Sarah. In the lead up to the to the opening, you're busy with clubs. What are your needs? What? Are, how many picks do you want? How many spots on your list? There's all that sort of functional piece. Then you start and then there's a gap. And there would have been a little bit of to and fro over the weekend, particularly clubs and managers. I reckon that's where most of the conversation over that week, then you're trying to position yourself, say don't have too much to do today. But – Sometimes you can't help it. So
1: how much happens over the weekend? Because we get to Friday and we have this weekend where we don't hear too much, yeah. but the combine was on the weekend. So yeah, these I list know. managers and recruiters <laughs> were in the same building yeah. at John Kane Arena. A lot of them were spotted huddling together. There's a fair bit of business that gets done on that weekend.
2: There is. Um, it's a bit like taking your client to play golf. You know, mm. you sort of you get that casual decision making going. Uh, I ran into Jason McCartney at the airport and he said it was really a bit clunky having the delay in the the combine, Mm. he said, I'm trying to watch talent, but then I've got phone calls to take. So I don't know it was everybody, but yeah, the the weekend is, is busy trying to just maneuver and position to see. So you ring a manager to find out what another club's doing. You won't ring that club direct. You'll try to get that information or off someone that you know, will have good information.
0: I love the gold course analogy and I'm sure a lot of that work getting done on the 19th yep. as well. But let's get in to the deadline day burning questions and if you want to get involved on the trade feed, you can text 0419 187 323 or give us a call on 1300 48. All right, David, we are going to level a series of questions and or statements at you. These are the deadline day burning questions off the top. Did North receive enough compensation for losing Jason Horn Francis less than 12 months after taking him a pick one?
2: Mm, Yes. Bare minimum, I reckon. So I'd say yes, because you've got to get it done. Yes. I would have liked them to have seen them with either another future second or another future first, but... It's easy to say that, but sometimes if the clubs don't have it, they don't have it. But yeah, oh, it's, we Soss and I were sort of trying to crunch the numbers as to what we would look. Oh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen another pick somewhere, but yeah, I
1: think they got enough, bare minimally.
0: So just over the line. Just over the line. <laughs>
1: so number one goes out, Jason Horn francis goes out, they get two and three and a future first. It just feels not quite enough. Yeah. But- it's the best of a bad situation because at the end of the day, it's yeah. really difficult to replace the first round draft pick when you've got him. Like when you can see him, Yeah, these are just numbers right now. Yeah. But when you lose Jason Horn francis you can understand why North Melbourne supporters are up in arms about what they got back. Yeah. So, so just for the fans, what,
2: what complicates this is the more clubs you put in, the less you get back mm-hmm. because you've got to spread the value around more clubs. So therefore your ability to hold firm on a particular deal gets diminished because you've got more clubs wanting to do things. The way that SOS and I looked at it, if they just because they got that knockback from the AFL initially to not have the deal, they had to get a future second in first to get it. So the AFL said you can do you can eject your future first and your future second port, but you've got to have a future second in first. So that's what the delay was. Um, if they'd just done it with three clubs, I reckon they get the extra one. When you put a fourth club in, it makes it convoluted, and so therefore, so that's why I'm saying yes, because there
1: was four clubs in the deal, mm-hmm. if there were three in there absolutely you should have got more. On the flip side of this conversation is Greater Western Sydney who have moved up the draft board to pick one. It's the first time we've seen pick one traded out since 2001. Yes, Fremantle and Hawthorne were involved in that famous trade. Yeah. Do you rate what Greater Western Sydney have done here? Because we know the retention issues that they've had clearly for a long time, but most recently with Hopper and Taranto requesting trades and moving now, do you like what the Giants have done?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, And if they're going to pick a country guy, I like the country guys. Um, I've got a bias, I think, with... It was a little bit of a strategy for Brisbane, mm. like, yes. because of the yeah, yeah. removal. I mean, country country people just have they're multi talented, they're multitasked. You know, they do lots of things. They have to drive a long way to, mm. to get to training. They play multiple sports. Um, and they're
1: just, they're sort of the earth people. That's not to say city folk aren't either, but, um. <laughs> You're talking to two cities. <laughs> yeah, <maybe>? yeah, sorry. <laughs>
0: but, but just,
1: just on that take us because Brisbane have been really successful. when We think
0: McCluggage. McCluggage. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even the, the, the. Lockie McCarthy Neal. And Neals, McCarthy and McCarthy. Like the. Southeast boys. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it,
0: they don't get homesick. Is that, is that true?
1: Uh, yep. Not as much. Yeah. Yeah. They know they've got to leave to play AFL footy. That's.
2: That biggest. is, that is the key thing. If they want to go to elite sport or. They want to um, work in a certain different industry. If they're not going to be a, uh, you know, on the farm, then they they know they have to leave. So they're they're accustomed to actually doing it, and they've seen a lot of their family members do it. So so the country and pairing, you know, getting mates together was was the thing that that worked well for Brizzy.
0: Do you know much about Aaron Cadman?
2: No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I'm a bit um, no, I'm a bit void in that information. Apologies.
0: No, that's all good. We'll move on to Geelong. Now, they are irking 17 Mm. supporter bases at the moment because they're the reigning premiers. They've just secured Jack Bowes, Pick 7, Tanner Bruin, and potentially Ollie Henry. I mean, is this all fair?
2: Yes. Yeah. It's all within the rules. They've knocked it out of the park. Um, It's unfortunate. It doesn't feel right. But when you're organised in – I mean, they were into bows way before Pick 7 got attached, You know, so that was just an absolute out and out bonus for them. Um, But yeah, look, they're rated Geelong for a long period of time. You know, Andrew's doing a great job. He's had a great teacher. You know, Wellesley's Mm. been terrific. Um, They're a really stable club. So yeah, well done to them.
0: And you'd have to say that the reason they are able to procure so much talent and entice so much talent down is, is one, the lifestyle, but two, some of their best players are on... Pay packets, it's far inferior yep. to other players at other clubs. Yeah,
2: and that—and that's um, an unheralded aspect that they've been able to do is to implement a system that this is what you get paid and they get capped at that. Um, Adelaide were going to pay Paddy more money mm. when he left, but it was like it wasn't about that for them. So um, so no, credit to them. They've done it really well. Um, everyone else has got to chase them now. That's That's the bottom line.
1: Cost of living is also a big thing. I mean, you get a lot more for your money in Geelong. You get a better house, a bigger house, all those sorts of things. But just on the bows, I mean, on paper, bows and pick seven for a future third round is going to go down as one of the great bargains of all time, but that's on paper. We understand what, what else is involved. In this deal, a salary dump's going to become more and more normal in, in the future because we've seen them creep in. The Brodie Grundy deal is part of that. Trelaw, mm. um, we could even see it with Jay Gromira today. Is this Will going to, Brody last year? Will Brody yeah. last year? We're going to. This is going to become more and more part of the vernacular. I would hope not, mm. but it seems like it is at the moment.
2: Um, it seems like clubs have just got themselves tangled up a little bit due to um, trying to get other talent in back-ending deals. Um, you get, if you get um, an achievement of a bonus agains attached to the, the following year's contract at world that escalates your TPP. So all those things come into the calculation. So yeah, I, I'm hoping that we don't go forward like that because it just means that there's a lot of clubs doing back end deals. I was never a fan for it cause it's too hard to manage, mm. you know, someone two or three of your young guys pop up and they want to increase their contract. And that, that's every right from the manager to do that. All of a sudden you're struggling
1: to, to keep your talent together it's interesting. I mean, Hawthorne are the big story today because right now Hmm. Jack Gunston's gone. Ben McAvoy is gone in terms of retirement. Liam Shields is also retired. And by 7.30 tonight, Jay Gromira could be playing for another club and Tom Mitchell could be playing for another club. It means that they might only have four players that are 27 and over next year. Are they shedding too much experience at the one time? Uh, My gut feel is yes. Probably experienced something similar. Um,
2: And so my only my only thought would be you've gotta keep your members informed as to mm. what's actually going on, so I get the you know the sentiment of bringing your own group through and setting a new game plan, but yeah if you get a few injuries to those, it's yeah you you you're asking a lot of that younger crew to to go and play like I remember we went down down the highway and played against the cats, mm. you know we've got some of our young guys against Joel Selwood mm. and Patrick Dangerfield. Tom Hawkins, it's like, holy moly, yeah. you know? Boys Curtis and men. Taylor, yeah, Curtis Taylor, Flinny Perez, Jack Marnie, like those guys. It's So, yeah, just, you just have to be a bit careful.
0: It would be hard to massage that into Hawthorne supporters though because yeah. they've hardly been starved of success, right? Yeah. They're, they're used to winning, so maybe that's more yeah. of a difficult message to sell. When it comes to the Tigers, the acquisition of two giants in Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper, yep. that says to me the Tigers still think they're in the window, are they going to be a real premiership threat in 2023?
2: Yes, I think they are. I think they're about one o'clock. We were talking about the ten to two mm, stuff during the to week. Work that out on the dial. yeah, about yeah, yeah. one <laughs> o'clock. So I reckon they got another swing at it for a year or two, um, but the rest of their you know the back end's in reasonable shape. Um, you know they've got a few now options with Dusty. You got a bit more work with with Koch. What you can do with him, so you can now position them into sort of. Um, support roles more so than the main roles. And then you bring the new fresh midfield in. Um, yeah. I think they've absolutely got another chance to have a crack.
1: We don't see it too often though. Two players from the same club no. landing at a rival club in the same window. It's really bold what Blair's done in terms of going and getting Hopper and Taranto, both on seven year deals. Yep. You've got to applaud what they've done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, they've, they've been,
2: I mean, we talked about the cats. It was interesting. I was thinking about your question before, Sarah, that, if the cats had lost it, the, the narrative around what the cats have done would be completely different, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, but they didn't. Um, but Richmond have been in this this vein of this modelling now for quite a while and have been really successful at it. Um, and you look at what they've brought in, they've been very strategic with what they bring in. They target high elite talent and
1: they get it done. Mm. Prestia, Lynch. Yeah, Those sorts of types. They had struck a bargain with Toby Curvis Sarah. Yep.
0: Oh, don't remind me as a Swans fan. And also, who <laughs> knows what Dustin Martin's going to do next year. We saw this year with even Paddy Dangerfield when he was rested. Yes. God, the influence he had in that finals series. So yeah. Dusty really could be another ace card again.
1: Yep. David, I think just then you sort of suggested that Richmond are the big winners. But what happens if Brisbane later today, they get Josh Dunkley through the door. They've got Jack Gunston now. And they've accumulated enough points to match bids for Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher. They could yep. be the big winners.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, you're getting the best young talent in the country. You know, mm. Jack's still got, Gunston's still got capability of being able to be a dangerous forward up there in that mix that you put him in. Um, and then all of a sudden you throw another elite midfielder in there. Um, you know, Dunkley, he probably takes Jared Lyon's spot, mm. you know, doesn't he, in that, in that sense? So that, sorry, JL. If you <laughs> listening, if he's listening, but well, that's the challenge now. They're mm. starting to position that freshness coming through. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they're in a really good spot. They're in the top four if they get it all done today, and they're able to
1: retain the points
2: to get the job done with, with Fletcher and Ashcroft.
1: Just on Brisbane, because you're integral to the shift there with Greg Swan and Chris Fagan during this period, because it wasn't that long ago. We go back to 2013, Sarah, and the go home five, and yeah. Brisbane was a difficult place to get players to come and play football at any level. They've become a destination club when you contemplate Charlie Cameron and Lockie Neal and Joe Danaher, the names going up there, Luke Hodge, Marcus Adams, even there are yeah. so many great names and now they could potentially have Josh Dunkley and Jack Gunston by the close of today.
2: Yeah. I think one of the things that we looked at Josh was that it was how to profile where we were as a club. What did we actually offer? What mm-hmm. what was our point of difference? And we offered a lifestyle that was different, it was off the radar a bit Still, there was still the serious side of footy, but the, the lifestyle and the living was, you know, like nothing else around the country. I mean, apart probably Sydney have a similar sort of lifestyle in the sense that you can come to work, you can walk down the street and not get known. Mm. Um, so that, and so therefore what you do is you target the talent that wants that lifestyle. So a, there was a really clear dynamic around how we actually went about setting up that, that program.
0: And also Brisbane's not a sleepy city anymore. No. There's plenty to do for young people, isn't yeah, there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a happening spot, you know, with the the amount of people that are moving down from south, you know, up there to relocate. Um, you know, Brisbane had just moved into their facility, their brand new facility at Springfield, $75 million facility. That's an A-grade standard, you know, facility. The Gabba's going to be upgraded in... Um, preparation for the Olympics. The Olympics are coming in 2032. So it's going to have a lot of growth in infrastructure and, and development in the next 10 years. And sorry, with the, the finals up there, the the academies for both those Queensland teams in the Gold Coast and Brisbane are going to see that fruit come to bear in the next five or six years.
0: So if the Lions are number one this trade period, are uh, Port on the dais in second position? Because they didn't give any players up when it comes to Jason Horn francis and Junior Rioli as well.
2: Yeah, well, I've probably got Port behind. I still think Geelong, Richmond, Brisbane, I've probably got Port in through there. Um, they've probably just they've lost a little bit going forward, that future first sort of coming out. Um, I get what they've done, but sometimes you just got to pretend the back end of what you've got coming through in the next year as well.
0: Where are they at? Because if you take away the first five or six weeks, yeah. they were such a competitive side for the, the rest of the season. And in fact, they they were kind of a side you didn't want to run into. Do you expect them to bounce back and play finals?
2: I expect them to bounce back. I'm not so sure on the finals. I've, there's still a few question marks for me. Um, what are they? Them. Dixon standing up, mm-hmm. you know, Bokey another year forward. Um, yeah. Will they get more out of Horn Francis as he comes through? Um, how does Rioli fit into the forward line, you know, from that side of things. Don't know where the Radagalia thing is as well. Um, They probably need another defender. So, um, look, they're really well coached. They've got a really good structure. They did actually change their game game style post that round five or six. They actually went a bit skinnier down the ground.
1: They protected themselves way more, took less, less risk and defended the ground better. Just want to ask you about Brodie Grundy because he's one of the more fascinating moves of this trade period because Mm. of the club he went to and the fact that Max Gorn's a six-time All-Australian. He's still (laughs) got a few years left. Yeah. How does this function? Because we're talking about two of the top three or four ruckmen in the competition. I know Grundy hasn't played since round six. He's obviously had some injury issues this year. He's had some form issues in the last couple of years. But Mm. the expectation is that he gets back to his best. He's got five years left on the contract Melbourne have now absorbed. How does it work as a pairing? Yeah. it's a, I've been trying to wrestle with mm. how it actually looks because the
2: dynamic of Jackson worked really well for them. Um, Jackson comes into the ruck, it throws a totally different dynamic at the opposition ruck. You've got a guy that springs and bounces and runs and carries the ball and Max comes in and just, you know, grunts it, got the physicality, you know, can move the ball around. So it seems like they wanted another ruck that was going to be able to play the down the line path for them. I would think if, I would think Max plays more forward than Brody. I think Brody is my ball. If we remember his best footy, he is my He can run with the ball.
0: Can't he? Yeah, yeah. he
2: can He can really get up Extreme and go. Men. So maybe we we're underselling that part of his game just because we haven't seen him for a while. But mm. yeah, it's, I'm fascinated to see how that plays out next year.
0: We spoke about this on AFL Daily this morning. In 2012, Dean Cox and Nick Knapp were in the same team and they were both All-Australian that year. So do you, yeah. could you see that pairing happening at Melbourne with these two superstars who already have eight between them?
2: Yeah, you can now you've said that. <laughs> yeah, <it's a> good <laughs> as long as I, as long as I get in the top four.
0: Yeah. Mm-mm. Like that's and that, generally. And that year I think West Coast made a semi. Yep. Yeah. So
2: I think if you're up in that top end of the bracket of teams, absolutely. You can see it unfolding.
0: Isaac Rankin, a three-year deal. Yep. Sensible for player and club.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I, wonder if the five-year at Gold Coast put him off. Mm. Like, I'm there for another five. Yep. You know, I wonder whether a shorter-term contract might have been more suitable for him. Look, hang around for another couple of years. Let's see where you're at and then make your decision from there. don't know. But, yeah, I, I think it makes sound sense and reason uh, from everyone. I, I'm yet to be convinced of his ability in the midfield definitely one of the more interesting ones. I I saw him play a lot as a kid with my young fella at West Adelaide. He did things for a quarter and then just sort of put it away. It was
0: a pretty good quarter though.
1: (laughs) He kicked five and a quarter one day. It's like, holy (laughs) moly. So yeah, so. In a past life, you've been a list manager, you've been a head of football. I'm intrigued by Fremantle at the moment because we heard from Peter Bell on the eve of the trade period around their stance with Rory Lobb. They were adamant he wasn't going to be traded. Mm. He's a required player for 2023. He has a contract. David Walls on day one of the trade period reiterated that point. There's been a softening since the Luke Jackson trade yeah. went through. What changes? Um,
2: oh, you get one in the door to sort of mm. safeguard yeah. the other one going, I think is is the way. Um, I've had a couple of dealings with Bella. Yeah, and they're, they're pretty straight up and down. There's no mm. doubt there's no messing around. Uh, Bulldogs are a bit like that as well. Um, I, I think it'll get done, mm. but I would imagine what I think – when you're working with those clubs, you know that you've got to get closer to what that club is asking for than further away. There are some that will just go, yep, I just want that. And then it, it ends up meeting somewhere in the middle. But there are some teams that sort of say, no, no, this is what we're after. And you've got
1: to get as close as you can to that. I think Belly's one of those. Last one for you before we head to the break. Yep. Will field, could he be the next Will Brody in terms of turning it on as a bargain pick from the trade period? Yeah, I did like Setterfield when he came through. I know SOS is a big
2: rat for him. Um, yes, he's a short answer. Um, on the basis that sometimes you need to go to another club to get remotivated. You know, a new environment, a fresh challenge. Um, you go with a fresh set of eyes across you. Sometimes you get a little bit hemmed in into a certain spot. And it's difficult for where, you, where you're currently at for that group to see through that and open up another opportunity. So... I think it's a good move for him. It's a good move for Essendon. Um, we know that Scotty will like to play an offensive brand, but he'll want to set it up from the midfield. He fits into that mix. And then if you put him in there and then look at how they then shape that midfield around him with the speed that they've got out of that, the run they've got off half back, I think it's a good mix.
0: This is the trade feed thanks to Toyota, Toyota Certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Up next, we dig into the war stories when it comes to David Noble and deadline day.
2: You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. All thanks to McDonald's. Backers. Together and loving it. TNCs apply.